Welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. My name is Elizabeth and I am your host. I'm also a divorced mother of four sons and a remarried stepmom to three. As the owner and founder of The Separation Club, I guide women as they heal, rediscover themselves, and create their new lives. It all starts the day the old one ends. Today, I'm talking about people-pleasing. What makes someone a people-pleaser, and how does this show up in relationships and life in general? Why is it so self-destructive, and how can we start loving ourselves enough to let go of this pattern of pleasing everyone else and never yourself? I have really been looking forward to this conversation with you about people-pleasing. It's a subject that comes up often, as many of my clients or many of the women who come into my Facebook group will label themselves as people-pleasers. And they attach that label to themselves in many different ways, but generally speaking, they recognize that this is not a characteristic that is serving them well. Honestly, until I gained a better understanding of the how, what, and the why of people-pleasing, I kind of had a bit of a thing when it came to people declaring themselves as such. I think mostly because they tend to say it like they were born with this tremendous burden of being so kind and nice to everyone, and they just can't stop themselves from doing so. I think often to the outside world, the dysfunction of what they're doing is clear, but they possibly don't know or understand that yet. People-pleasing is a real thing. It's a learned behavior that often starts way back in our childhood or as a result of some trauma in the past. So needless to say, I have learned a lot and I wanna share this with you today. And the effort here, the goal here is to do so in a way where if you identify as a people-pleaser to help you understand what that looks like and how to recognize that in yourself and also to understand, hopefully, how you can make some changes here. So what is people-pleasing? Well, generally speaking, it's a person who places more value on making others happy than making themselves happy. They make, other, they make others' needs more important than their own. And as a result, they have a hard time self-advocating, setting boundaries, and this can lead to harmful choices such as self-sacrificing and neglecting one's own needs. This in turn leads to feelings of resentment and increases one's lack of self-worth. And by the way, I talked about self-worth in the last episode. Some signs that you might be a people pleaser are that you have a difficult time saying no, for example, or you are preoccupied with what other people might think. You feel guilty when you do tell people no, and you fear that turning people down will make them think you're mean or selfish. You agree to things you don't like or do things you don't want to do, you struggle with feelings of low self-esteem, and you want people to like you and feel that doing things for them will earn their approval. You might even be one of those people who's always saying that you're sorry. You take the blame even when something isn't your fault, and you never have any free time because you're always doing things for other people. You neglect your own needs in order to do things for others, and you probably or possibly pretend to agree with people even though you feel very differently about it. So how do people become people pleasers? Well, it can go back as far as childhood. Perhaps you had a parent who always criticized and was never really happy with anything you did, or you might have had a volatile parent with addiction issues or mental illness, and you kind of had to walk on eggshells to not set them off. And you might have learned through 
pleasing them through trying to avoid conflict that the way to get love the way to avoid conflict was to just please them even if it didn't please you so when we learn those patterns early in our life like in childhood it's hard to let go of them when we're going into a new relationship that is really important to us like with a spouse Today, I'd like to help you understand if this is a pattern for you and also how it might affect you, your healing and future relationships, and even the ones that you might be coming out of. There is no judgment here, rather a desire to show you an area of potential healing and growth. I had some people-pleasing tendencies myself in my first marriage, and despite that, my desire was to please and make him happy so he would love me more, the end result was entirely different and my self-worth and self-esteem was at an all-time low. Maybe not because I was a people pleaser, but it certainly didn't help. And that's the really big red flag. And it's a red flag that actually belongs with you. It's this notion that being a people pleaser is a good thing. They tend to not realize that they are in effect declaring that they're hurt by the world, taken for granted and feel resentment around that. Everyone around them senses it, but they live in this world of denial where they're so nice and all they want to do is make everyone happy. So why isn't it working? Why is everyone or my ex, my family or friend being so mean? Why is everyone taking me for granted? These are the kinds of thoughts that you might be sitting with. Now, I want to point out that there's a difference between being nice and being a people pleaser. Being nice is something we do for others to help them or maybe ourselves to feel good, to earn a favor or something like that. A people pleaser might be doing it because they fear that they will be rejected or disliked if they say no to doing something. So notice the difference there. The thing is that making everyone happy all the time and constantly being in this pattern of pleasing to get love, it isn't really possible. In your effort to do that, you're making yourself unhappy you're neglecting your own self-care and probably frustrating those around you on some level. In your effort to make everyone else happy so that they will love you and care about you and so that you have value to them, you are sometimes in effect stripping their value away from them. You're kind of depriving them of their own personal agency, meaning they're denied the opportunity to figure it out on their own or do it on their own. And this can really show up with children as well and cause friction between partners as they might have different opinions about how children should be raised. I know this might sound like I'm just kind of crapping on people pleasers and that isn't my intent. I just wanted to show as many examples as possible to help you potentially see that this might be a pattern that's prevalent in your life. I, it's important that you understand that it came from somewhere and that that somewhere needs to be understood and healed. If you feel that this, what I've said so far, does apply to you, what can you do if you believe you are, in fact, a people pleaser? And maybe you already knew you were because you go around and tell people that. Well, first and foremost, focus on self-care and build a practice for yourself that helps you reconnect with your own self-worth. It's honestly the biggest antidote to these kinds of dysfunctional behaviors like people-pleasing, codependency, and so on. Loving yourself. We talk a lot about self-worth and self-love inside the Separation Club. And like I mentioned earlier, I even talked about it in the last episode. Pretty much all the work I do has an element of this, whether it is inside the Freedom to Rise course, the coaching calls, or inside the membership. 
The journey of healing from a marriage that has ended includes understanding who we were in that marriage and why. Taking responsibility for how we showed up and what we brought to the table is really important. It's not something we do to determine blame, but rather to gain knowledge and insight on where the healing needs to start and which relationship patterns you want to change and not take with you into a future relationship. A lot of my clients and course participants will push back when I first talk about taking responsibility for their own choices and responses and behaviors inside the marriage, especially if she feels it ended because of something their partner did like having an affair. They feel that I'm somehow blaming them and that if they had done something differently, then their spouse wouldn't have cheated or treated them so badly. And that is not what I'm talking about. That is not what I mean by taking responsibility. Instead, the goal is to understand that we have choices every single day about how we show up for ourselves and others, what we choose to do or say, how we react, how we respond during discussions or arguments, whether we set our boundaries or not, what those boundaries are, all of these things are our choice. Choices that we make to feel safe or to avoid conflict or because it's what feels right in the moment. This applies to people pleasing as well. Understanding how this pattern affects a relationship, understanding the dysfunction so that you can break this pattern is an invaluable learning. Now you can rebuild your self-worth and learn to trust not only yourself, but others one day. The healing gives you the freedom to start rebuilding yourself, your self-esteem, your confidence, and your love for yourself. I am all about you falling in love with who you are or who you are becoming. So how do you do that? Well, I have some tips for you. I've written a few things down, so let me share them with you. First of all, Start small, practice with little things and say no to something that you really don't want to do and maybe something that isn't that important so it's easier to say no. At first, it might feel easier to say no to text requests, for example, or those small favors that people ask. They kind of throw it out there and you might always be the one who says, I'll do that. And maybe now, maybe the no is simply just not offering to do it. Another really important thing to work on is setting boundaries. This one's tougher and it's harder to start small here. Perhaps, you know, you start by shutting down your phone at a certain time of night and just making a rule that I will not answer any requests for anything after eight o'clock in the evening. And maybe that means you can't even look at your phone after eight o'clock in the evening, just in case, you know, somebody's sending you a message, Hey, can you do this for me tomorrow or whatever? If somebody asks you about it, you can simply say that you've discovered that you need to wind down earlier in the evening so that you can sleep better. What are they going to say to that, right? This will give you time to think about whether you want to do it. And if you don't, to come up with a reason to say no. The next thing I recommend is a really important one, and that's to get help, professional help. So a therapist, a counselor, or a coach, someone who can help give you the tools that you need teach you how to set these boundaries and someone you can even kind of bounce ideas off of as things come up, right? We all need that kind of guidance. So I really recommend getting that kind of help and from someone who is outside your world. So they are not directly affected by any of your choices. My next tip is more of a mindset than a task. 
It's understanding and getting comfortable with that a healthy relationship has give and take. This is true for friendships, romantic relationships, family relationships, as well as the dynamic at work. It is never your sole responsibility to make sure that everyone is okay and happy. Start getting your head around that everyone has to do their share. Everyone has to carry their weight and help each other. It is truly a give and take and that you are also deserving of having someone doing things to help you, to make life easier for you, to please you simply because you're worthy of it not because of some other great thing that you have done or because you're so overwhelmed and busy that you have to have help. It's okay that someone just says, hey, why don't I help you with that? Just to be nice to you. And my last tip is kind of tied to the one I just mentioned. It's really about learning to receive and accept help. When it is offered to you, it can be truly so difficult to just say yes and to receive it and to sit back and do nothing. I think as people pleasers, I know for myself, somebody might say, hey, I'll give you a hand with that. And then we jump in and we do just as much, if not more, as they do. Receiving or rather being able to accept help is being able to say, oh, thank you. Yes, that would be great if you would do that. And then you get to do nothing or something that you need to do for yourself or something that you would rather be doing? What if you were the one who allowed someone to be nice and helpful towards you just because you deserve it, not because you're too busy or too overwhelmed? Being able to receive what we deserve and have earned or what someone wants to give to you out of love and kindness requires us to feel worthy, to feel deserving. And to do that, you need to feel love for yourself. So this kind of brings me towards the end of this episode and I cannot tell you enough how much you deserve to be loved openly, to be treated well, to have people do for you as you do for them. Focus on give and take, not an exchange, not winning or losing, not I've done so much, I'm so overwhelmed, why can't you do something? All of those feelings put us in a bad place. And I know that it's hard. It's hard because you might, you know, the people around you are used to you doing things. So learn to say things like, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of tired. I'm kind of depleted. Would you mind doing that for me, please? And then that's it. Just let them. Because you know what? People like to help you. Just like you like to help others, they like to help you. And when you're doing everything for yourself and everything for them, you are kind of depriving them of the opportunity to give to you. I encourage you to try it and then I would love to hear back from you on how that went. You can find me over on Instagram at The Separation Club or on in our Facebook group, which I will link below. Wow, that was a big one. And thank you for sticking with me here till the end. Really, the biggest message I want to get across to you is that being a people pleaser is not who you are. It's something you do. And it's something that you can choose to change. You can change a little bit of it, a lot of it. Most importantly, I don't want you to feel like you're living for everyone else without ever feeding your soul, your heart, and giving yourself 
and receiving the love that is available to you in this world. Thank you for joining me again today. I look forward to speaking with you again. And while you're here, please hit subscribe and maybe hit a few stars. And I'd love to hear what you're thinking about this podcast. Thanks again. And I'll see you next time. Have a beautiful day.